When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Podcast for the working cowboy. Well, welcome back, Daylight Burners. How the hell's it going? Uh, we're live here on a Friday night. We got uh, we got Tuffy Gamble from the Can't See Him from the Road podcast. We got Bob Mallory, soon to be named podcast, eventually something. And uh, Sarah Waddell. Uh, what is your podcast name, lady? It's the rare, it's the rare buckaroo. Is it the I rare buckaroo? Anyway, you know her. You know her from TikTok and Instagram. It's the rare buckaroo, Sarah Jean Waddell, and uh, I think we got a good episode here here tonight. Uh, if we're gonna be one hundred percent honest, I, I think we got a good one. Um, where'd Tuffy go? Where Where did he go? Anyway. We uh we're gonna go through the group on Facebook uh, as known as nonviolent equestrians. I don't remember exactly how I come up, uh, upon this group, but I'm so glad that I did. Um, I don't remember who sent it to me, so there's Tuffy. He's back. Um. Yeah, I don't remember who sent it to me, and um, I, I wish I could give them kudos, but I, I honestly, I just don't recall. I, I, I don't recall. So, um, anyhow, we're we're gonna we're gonna go through it a little bit and, and discuss the finer points of nonviolent equestrian ship. Nonviolent horsemanship. Um, would you call it natural horsemanship? Do you think any, anybody think is this is this natural that what we're about to go through? I don't think there's anything natural about that at all. I'm not sure there is either, but like, I'm 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 excited though. If I were to put a definition to it, I would say it's like anthro morphizing horsemanship. You know, when you humanize animals to relate yeah. to them. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's natural. I wouldn't say it's, you know, 
The problem with them is that they they labor under the pretense that horses think like people do. And so they think, I would like this, so my horse would like this. Well, hold yes. the fuck on. Horses don't think like people? As it turns out. I tried talking sense into them before. Oh my god. This is bullshit. I don't even know where to go from here. So, Let's just save that till the end. I God damn it. We, we should have. Well, we'll uh, we'll get there. We'll yeah, you get clean there. that up in post. We'll we'll uh, we'll we'll come back up with it uh, at some point. Um, I, I honestly I don't know how how this came across like my my radar, but I mean it, it really is like uh, it, they're the same people that'll um. Like if somebody walked up behind you and just shouted in your face and you'd be like, holy shit, you spooked me. And then be like, oh, you're a racist because you said spook. Like that, those are the type of people that, that are in this nonviolent equestrian group. Yeah. No to, put it, um, to put it nicely, I would say. There, there are some some really it's like some really funny posts and um, I, I didn't save this one the other day and I honestly I don't know if it was true I want to believe it was true I I, I also want to say she was uh, she might have been just trolling us but there was a post the other day that this gal said that her boyfriend was messing around with the calf bander and, and banded himself and she needed to know how to get the band off of uh, off of little huevos. And I don't know. What are your thoughts? Thoughts all around. That's I'm God control. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory how that works. But did, did the guy actually do it? That's the thing. Did he actually do it? I mean, if he did, I mean, I'd be kind of feel sorry for him. Um, I'm. Oh, here we go. Never mind. I, I've, I, I found it. So we're we're gonna go post and uh, and comments here. So we got mm, we got Amber Amber Jackson. Um. So she said, "So help." So apparently, my dumbass boyfriend thought it would be funny to put a bull bander on his nuts and he just called me basically crying saying he cannot get it back off. I won't be home from work for a few hours. Is there any trick to getting one of them back off? Thank you in advance. Congrats on your new gelding. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know what they say, dead stud makes a great gelding. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I, I'm going to turn this on the, to all comments, but Rhiannon Bell is, w- is winning so far. 
Um, I would have him go to the ER in case there's any damage or swelling. Hopefully he learned his lesson. Um, <laughs> oof, nipper. <laughs> oof, nippers. <laughs> uh, Zeb York. Well played, sir. Well played. Oh, yeah, I agree, I agree with Donald there. Donald uh, says leave it if he is dumb enough to put it on there. That <laughs> might be the worst thing to let it do its job. Um, and she said I was about to say the same thing. This is the lady. Uh, oh, no, it's not. That That's different. Different lady. All right. Well, um, how is there an update? I don't know. Um, Justin Pendry said a knife and he dumb enough to do it. Let it do its job. Um, Pamela Clausen said, like, actually, the original author said, um, yes, I made him send me a picture because I didn't believe him. Um, I'm, repli- I, I'm replying right now. Um, picks or it didn't happen. <laughs> I don't want to see this guy's nuts, but we we're, we're trying In to solve. Circumstance, I do. We're we're trying to solve a case here. All right. Yeah. I, I don't go out of my way to see a guy's nuts, but on the, in this Not one, I'll, I'll make an exception. True crime. Yeah. <laughs> Pamela's really concerned. Is he okay? Did you get it off? Well, nothing um, has been violent yet. So, um, natural selection at its finest. And the original poster said, I made him send me a picture because I did not believe he was serious. Uh, better get yourself a new and smarter man. Cheyenne Lee is one an update. We got it off with help from our neighbor. How do you ask for help? Um, like, how do you go over to your neighbors and ask for help? Well, um, when you get this, for measures, you know that. How hot was your neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Wendy says, unbelievable. If you leave it, he'll probably become more manageable. I mean, this is coming from the admin of the group, and she is a she's a goddamn retard. But she <laughs> she's she's right on that point. Uh, he will become more manageable if you leave it on. Um, funniest shit I've seen in a while. I agree. Uh, you're fucking joking. I don't know if they are Quentin. I don't know. Um, literally speechless. No, you're not because you spoke. So. Um, Diana Young is a group expert. That's what I love. Oh, ER yeah. immediately. Glad he's okay. You have a good Diana moment. and I have gone a couple of rounds. Oh, yeah. please do educate us on how this went. Um, so I found out about the group originally uh, on TikTok. Sandra was following on TikTok, uh, posted a video talking about how she was featured in this group for, she wasn't even writing in a spade bit. She literally just posted a video of the spade bit and it went 
absolutely batshit crazy. And so I was like, me being me, I'm like, I'm going to go join that group. And I immediately wrote up a post on Facebook and shared it to the group about Spade Bit. And Diana and I, we went round. She talked about like, have you even thought about lip seal with horses and how comfortable, even if your horse is trained well enough to pack a spade bit, it's got to be uncomfortable because their lips can't seal properly around the bit to actually pack it. And I'm like, oh my God. There's been a few times Diana and I have gone, and Chuck, if you haven't heard of Chuck, Chuck. I don't know Chuck, I guess. Chuck Mitzoff. That dude, like, you think that the group leader, Becca, is, I honestly believe that, because Becca has about, last time I saw, which I checked a couple months ago, I haven't been in that group recently, kind of checking things out, but um, Chuck, I wholeheartedly believe, because Becca has at least seven Facebook and they're all no shit. No shit. Oh, wow. and they're all admins of that group. She has one under <laughs> she has she has three Becca accounts. She has a, democracy. And then she has one under each of her horses under her horses names. Oh wow. I'm not joking. Like when I got in that group and I started stirring up some, you know, stirring the pot, and then I kind of realized how like crazy this woman could be. I had to do some serious Facebook digging to make sure that I blocked all of her accounts because I'm like, I don't want this woman doing some deep internet dive research if I'm trying to blast my name. Because uh, she's got quite a few people that are like behind her. Oh, and all so right. I, so, Sarah, had, I don't, you got to apologize to your husband for me in advance, but. <laughs> How many times do you think this chick has masturbated at at Disneyland? <laughs> at least seven. <laughs> I mean, I I, I don't. <laughs> I would ask the same question if a dude was asking it, but I, you know, like we're we're a proper, you know. You know, old-fashioned family values show here. So I, I got to like let your husband know I'm asking this for the sake of the conversation. <laughs> so she, I know she has at least, I would say five to seven Facebook accounts. Now I think Chuck, the Chuck account is her as well. Yeah, because there's a lot of that's stuff. That's dedication. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Yeah, that's dedication. That's not work. That is dedication to the core. Oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that's that's dedication. I mean, it, it takes me a lot to just to, to, to do like one post a day on, on social media. But to bounce between seven accounts, holy fuck, man! I uh, that's a lot. And if you if you follow her on the group, she sounds like she's the she's the best trainer that has ever lived. Everybody else is just an idiot. Yeah, 
Like nobody knows how to to train a horse properly. And she is the true definition. Kids. She is the true definition. Of who as I say, not as I do. She's a horse, Karen. Like she's like the the last boss of the I horse, Karen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and but she's she's like the final like Bowser. Oh yeah, she's the she's the Bowser Karen, Bowser horse Karen. Yeah. So after after I joined Lacker, I ended up finding out there was a group on Facebook dedicated to the opposite of that. It was based off of the non violent equestrians group, and it, and the Facebook group is called. Violent <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that one, but I, I, I'm going to go join it now. Oh, it's great. <laughs> it is great. Like, it made my day. There's so many memes in there about that group, and specifically oh. the group leader, and it, it was great. Um, honestly, that woman, that woman, she really upped my uh, debating techniques and style because it got to the point where she ended up kicking me out of the group for a long time and then oh, she, you, had, uh, she did naughty she, wench within, within, <laughs> within an hour I was like I was restricted for commenting or liking or anything in the group that I joined and then after a while she you know let me do stuff and then she kicked me out of the group and I was like okay you know that was a fun go. I made it like two days. And then she re-added me back in the group. And it just showed up on my feed one day. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I'm back in the group. And then uh, she messaged me. She's like, I, she's like, I know that I deleted you from the group, but I re-added you back in because I feel like that you have some interesting things to add into the group. And I was like, and she literally, like, she, her and I argued about, you know, gathering mustangs. We argued about spade bits. We argued about cowboy. We argued about everything. And I'm like, what did I say that made you think that, like, I have some value to this group? Because I honestly was just kind of like, from, you know, shit that way, just start shit. <laughs> I guess it must be one of the benefits of uh, being shadow banned on Facebook because I, they don't know I'm in there, and I, and I also I don't comment on anything because I just like to, I like just sit back and and watch and just laugh at, at stupid shit, and it's and it honestly it comes from a completely neutral standpoint because I love seeing the non-violent equestrian people get really upset at um like somebody wearing spurs and then also i love to see some like dipshit cowboy also get just as up in arms about why they need to use spurs and i just just like let them just let it play out i I love watching it so i just don't i don't comment I don't want to get kicked out. I just want to watch the madness unfold. And it's it's fucking glorious, you know. I I I'm so glad that this group exists because it, it gives me a lot of joy. It's entertaining. It's entertaining. It's it's the height of entertainment. It's the height of entertainment. 
she had it's, posted yeah, a while I, ago. She had posted a while I'll go ago. Ahead. She shared some posts from some anti-gatherers talking about how the BLM was planning, was gathering specific, gathering pregnant bears. And why could they not plan to gather when mares, after mares get pulled? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I commented on there, like, do you not realize that, like, on range, there's no breeding season? <laughs> and she ended up, there's a few times that I've commented on some of her stuff that it just common sense stuff like that. And she's deleted it. And one of the things that cracks me up about her group, too, that she's accused me of when I'm stating facts, is she, you know, one of the groups, group rules is no gaslighting. But she does it all of the time. Her and Diana and Chuck all do it. And but well, all, and it cracks me let, up. Let's let's take a look at this uh, video. It's an Amish kid riding a horse, and there's um, 19 comments on it. So let's let's see what what's going on here. <laughs> Kid sits a horse pretty decent. He's he's got his reins way back, but um, I don't know. I don't know exactly what he's trying to do there. All I know is he sits a horse good, and he's not he's not he yawn on that horse's face. I like I don't know what he's trying to do. He's riding that horse like he's driving it. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. but but I don't I don't know what his end goal is. So I'm not gonna. I can't tell from that video what he's trying to do with that horse. But I, what I can see is his. I don't want to say he's got soft hands, but he's got controlled hands. Yeah, and he sits a horse just fine. So, what he's trying to do, I don't know, but I don't see anything wrong. From that video, it is apparently a rough rider. Yeah, that's what they say, rough rider. Um, I don't mind the picture of the guy standing on the horse, but this video is so sad. This is not Amish bashing, bashing, just rough riding bashing. Um, all right, so play it again. Tuffy, we're kind of idiots. We're just uh, dumb working cowboys. So let's let the let's let the trainers explain this for us, and then we'll come in on the back end. That sounds good to me. All right, um, Bob or Sarah, any, either one of you want to take the lead here? Are we on what? Trying to figure out what this guy's trying to do? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Well, well, from your because you work uh, with show horses now, like you train horses yeah. for a living. 
So you're you're a resident expert. I'm I'm the resident brown person in the in the room. You're you're the resident um like A Q H A R H uh well yeah was it um yeah yeah so I don't know like it's not like it's not really pretty like I wouldn't I I don't that horse looks pretty tight like I probably wouldn't even be on it but as far as what he's doing like. I mean, he is kind of pulling it around, but he's not like yanking on him hard or anything. And he's just like, he is just like I said, he's kind of heavy handed, but he's just directing him. And like when that horse gives him his feet, he just lets him go. Like, I mean, that's exactly what I'd do with a colt. Just maybe a little different. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Sarah, what's your thoughts? I, I agree. I mean, it's just, it looks like he's riding a green horse in that video. It's not anything that's necessarily rough or mean or uncalled for necessarily. It's kids riding a colt, you know. And it's, well, and he's he's riding it well, I would say. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. he he's sitting like, the he's sitting the saddle just fine. Yeah, and it looks like it's like a. I mean, looking at the video, it looks like it's Tennessee Walker or maybe a saddlebred. And I Something. honestly, like, when, when I rode saddlebred, like, <laughs> I wasn't that loose when I rode saddlebred because I knew those saddlebreds when I was showing them. I was, you know, they're, they're not something necessarily get their heads cooped very often. You know, you gotta keep, right. keep them under control. And I watching that video, it's not anything that I'd be like, oh my god, that kid doesn't know what he's doing, he's abusing the horse or anything like that. It's just like, oh, looks like they got that horse started and it's going pretty good, and it looks like it's ready to go pretty much any direction that you want it to do, especially if it's something, if it is a saddlebred, they got it going pretty good because the saddlebreds that I rode. You wouldn't be able to do that on without flipping over on top of you because they're pretty, they're pretty flighty and they're light in the front end. So yeah. Well, and the other thing too is like, like if I could do anything any way that I wanted to do, like I would do it the way these guys tend to do it when they like guys who've got something to do with these horses. It's like put them in the round pen or the small pen or whatever and like get them to kind of follow their nose around a little bit in that snaffle bit and then make sure they're not going to like buck your ass off and then just like go you know like let them figure it out as they go if they want to run around let them run around just you know he can direct that horse well enough like he'll get gentle he'll get broke yeah uh Tuffy what's your thoughts I don't know. He's he's he sits the horse pretty well. I mean, pretty well for an Amish, because um, Amish aren't even allowed to ride horses, really. Um, so he's sitting up there like he's driving a team, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, that's why his hands are where they are. That's how you would you would rein in a team. So. Oh. Uh oh. Right. There we go. There we he's go. just he's just riding the team um you know i don't see anything wrong with it at all the horse has definitely been started by somebody and he's just riding it he's just up there yeah yeah 
Well, like I said, he sits a horse pretty well. I mean, right. And you really can't knock him for anything he's doing because Amish don't ride a horse hardly at all. So, well, and also, I give the guy credit. It's also 12 seconds. And he, he looks like he's got control of that horse the entire time. You know, so I like I don't I got no problem with it. Um you know from from the cowboy sense of thing and um you know like we we all come from that 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 part of the world like there's times where you just got to go air a cult out too. I mean just like yeah. I don't I don't know exactly how it's going to turn out but I'm going to swing over I'm going to catch that stirrup and uh hopefully you got some good guys that you work with and they, they kind of corral your horse and keep them going in a different, uh, you know, in, in the right way where you can ride him. Or there's other guys that'll smack him on the ass <laughs> and, and see how fucking good you can ride. And, you know, I like both. I, I like both scenarios for that horse, but me riding, I, I just soon like there's guys that help steer me where, where I'm not going to get bucked off on my head, you know? Yeah. And, and luckily I, I work in a feedlot now and I'm I'm kind of top guy, so I don't have to worry about that anymore. But I used to have to. You know, <laughs> that, that used to be a big thing. Yeah. You, you had to ride something. Just, I, I don't know, man. There's uh, there's a different like a different definition of uh of animals anymore where like pe- people uh they they treat they treat horses like they're and dogs both like they're children and you're like they're they're fucking not <laughs> they're they're just not yeah. no. I looked at my wife when you said that cuz I tell her all the time <laughs> a damn dog <laughs> I I love my dog and I love my horses, but they ain't my kids. I promise you, they ain't, they no, ain't. No, and their minds work different. It it doesn't do any good to treat them like they are your kids. No. Well, you you start treating a horse like it's it's a kid or it's a dog or, or it's your pet, and people wonder why bad shit happens. They wonder yeah. why they act the way they do. Well, I mean, there comes a point in time where, well, he's a monster. Well, you you turned him into that. You made him that way. Yep. Yeah. 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 Oh, go ahead. What I say, like, I, uh, oh, I posted that video a while back of, of Dan Hartman getting on that horse that ran off with him and ran into the, the side of the barn and, you know, and, and it was... And there's a lot of a lot of comments because that thing I think it's up to like 150,000 views now. So a lot of comments about like, oh, that's not horsemanship. It's not cowboy shit. Cowboys don't. And, you know, cowboys stand and, and hold their hands over their heart during the national anthem and they don't abuse animals. Have you ever met a cowboy ever? Some of them can be the most despicable people on earth, but they they can whack a cow, you know. They, they can yeah. fucking whack a cow. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like I I mean I honestly I don't care what your church status is when when we when we trot out in the morning. Like, can can you whack a cow? That that's 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 the cowboy shit. Is like, can you whack a cow or are you trying to? You're like if not, 
Get the fuck out, man. You hate you hate Calvin. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just it's just uh, I don't know. And I get why people uh bitch about the whole Yellowstone thing, but like how uh, that that the Yellowstone thing is just like the newest version of it. Like that that the romanticizing the cowboy has been a thing for a long fucking time. And don't get me wrong. I, I like it. I'm glad that people like what we do. It keeps us in business a lot of times, but also yeah. they don't, they don't really know what we do. I know. And when they, when they see it, they don't, they don't particularly like it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah but like, I don't know. That's kind of like, I think a lot of the clinics and stuff have been, I mean, they're great, you know, at getting information out there to people and stuff like that, helping people get along with their horses in some cases, but it's kind of a, I mean, all the best guys like, you know, the Dorrance's and Ray Hunt and stuff like that. Like there is stuff, they did stuff behind the scenes that like was not for public consumption. You uh, know? Yeah. How many times have you heard stories about Pat Pirelli? beating the oh, yeah. shit out of a horse behind the scenes yeah. and like sometimes you got to do that honestly you it, it's it's not your kids like i said i yeah. you, you should probably so should not think, beat though. your kids what's that sarah like just a little side note. uh my coworker the horse grouse he went to college okay but sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I say like there's yeah, you probably should not double over your split reins and beat your kids between the ears with them. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of times that's an acceptable response for a horse. I and it may be an unpopular opinion, but I think that's an acceptable response for a horse that is 10 times my weight, you know, or, or roughly yeah. I got a message from somebody just the other day. They were talking about they got a horse that somebody had completely, like, they just made it completely over a decent size for horse. And it was pushy. It didn't care about anything. It would try to run you over and everything. And they're like, well, what do you think about, like, Next time I work it, you know, I get whipped, and when it tries to just put its shoulder down and run into me, it starts smacking it across the chest. I'm like, do it. I'm like, get your point across. And I said, yeah, I guarantee anything that you do to that horse, to get your point across, is no worse than any boss mare out in the pasture would do. That was for being put. Well, yeah, like if you look at, um, I mean, you, you take your, like your your main stud in, in a in a Mustang band. He's gonna kick the shit out of any other stud there. He's gonna bite his mares on the neck, and he's gonna push them into some place where he can go ahead and, and get them covered in bread. He's a fucking asshole. <laughs> like horses are assholes. Yeah. And, and uh but 
they also they'll listen to you if you make them, but you have to establish that dominance. There, there's no. It's same with dogs. You yeah. you cannot be an effective dog trainer owner if you don't establish dominance over that dog, because otherwise they're just like, oh, this guy is here to feed me, yeah. and that's it. And I do whatever the fuck I want. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, you, you see, <clears throat> and for the, for the average, like lay person, some of those methods of establishing dominance seems like very brutal if you've never dealt with an 1100 pound horse. But when, when well, because like the problem is everybody that's commenting saying this is, you know, that's bad, that's hard on a horse. They've never had to swing a leg over your counterfeit motherfucker. That'll hurt them. Yeah. No, no, they haven't. But also, I will say, your general average public is a lot more willing to listen to guys like me and you than they are these nonviolent equestrian types if they hear it. Oh, 100%. If they hear it. But it's these nonviolent equestrian types. It's it's just like it's just like on the political spectrum. The loudest voices get the most attention. And and these fucking idiots are the ones that they get the most attention because they yell the loudest. Yeah. And guys like us and and gals were like, no, you don't know what you're talking about, but we're not screaming it at the top of our lungs either. Yeah. Because you're just like, I, I don't care. Just whatever. Fucking leave me alone. But eventually they don't leave you alone. And then you have to. Yeah. And then you're then you're educating a, a populace that is not educated at all. They're educated the exact opposite way and they're not going to believe you. So. I don't know. There's, there's uh oh. Go ahead, Sarah. Go ahead. The problem with I think that group in particular in their you know leaders is that a lot of these people that follow and that are like, yeah, that's true. It's that they get this quote unquote kill pen rescue and. When in reality, it was a ranch or somebody can sell, and so they put it in the auction. It's not, it was an actual person. It was just free an auction first because every auction is a kill pen in their mind. And um, they think because they got this rest, quote unquote, rescue force and they bought it and they healed it from its trauma from their training practices that they're this huge big time trainer when in reality you know I had you know somebody could somebody could say that about 99% of the horses that I've sold that it's some rescue horse that was abused ranching and overused and traumatized from the use of spade pits and spurs <laughs> And they healed it from its trauma. But in reality, that horse was a broke horse all along. And they sat in the yeah. pen and read a book to it, and they think they healed it. Healed its trauma. Oh, I've got a Mustang that when I got there, when I went and looked at it, um, 
they they could halter it, but nothing else. I loaded it into uh, a two horse a straight straight load two horse standing in the trailer. I just like she, she wasn't mean. You, you know, you, you get that look on on a horse. Like I, I'm fine. Like I'll get out of the way. Like she might she might bum rush me over, but she's not going to be striking at my head. Yeah, loading her into this trailer, and I, you could tell that right away. And but they told me they'd sent her to a trainer who had got her to spin around and back up. They could not get her to move out forward at all. Um, and it was okay. So I, I paid my money. I got her home, and they were right for a while. Like she did not want to do anything besides back up or spin around until you smacked her in the ass and then she jumped forward a lot and then buried her head and then went to bucking and um and she's kind of built like one of those those old Spaniard horses you know Andalusian or Paso Fino or whatever like big fucking neck and you know big arch in it yeah um so a lot of drop but like Anyway, you, you ride her out, and then she's like, "Oh shit, okay, we can do that." And then you just like keep her going. Like once she starts, once she starts traveling out, you just ah, keep going, keep going. Yeah. And uh, but you got to spank them on the ass sometimes. Otherwise, they they don't they don't know. You know, you yeah. you gotta you gotta be in charge. Because uh, I, I don't care how much you care for the environment or whatnot, but if you want to ride a horse consistently across several horses, like you better, you better be the alpha. Otherwise, or somebody's got to be the alpha. Otherwise, you're not riding that horse. Yeah, somebody's got to be. Well, if you're not the alpha, you're just sitting up there being a passenger, right? Right, and yeah. and, and like, there's horses you can sit on top of, but somebody eventually has to be the alpha. Yeah, somebody has to. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's funny too. Those people are like they talk about like everything's for the welfare of their horses and their horses being happy and content and everything. But them people that don't have any boundaries with their horses, their horses just, they resent them so much. Yeah. Because they like, they like horses are herd animals. Like they need to have like structure and like boundaries and stuff. And it's like, if all they ever do is push another horse or person around, like eventually you're going to have to ask it to do something, even if it's just like put its head in the halter. And if he's like, well, what the fuck? I don't want to. And you're like, well, put your head in the halter and he gets pissed off. Yeah. Well, like, I'll oh, go ahead, Sarah. Working at the Wild Horse Corral in Bernier, I gotta tell you, there's a lot of people that have returned horses for being aggressive. You know, and I would say majority of the time, it's people that don't know what they're doing, and that horse is just confident, and they think that they're aggressive and they're not. But the quickest way to turn a horse aggressive, especially when it comes to a Mustang, and let it push you around. Yep. Let him learn. You teach him how to be aggressive by doing that track. And I've seen a lot of horses like 
people were startled and say they're aggressive. And so then we kind of check them out and stuff like that and see if they actually are aggressive or not. And most of the times when people say that they're aggressive and they're not, we let somebody else adopt them and we let them know, hey, you know, they're pretty stopped and said that they were aggressive. But they're, you know, in my opinion, they're not. But in the instances that somebody spends three months letting that horse push them around and they actually learn that, oh, yeah, when I pin my ears around and spin around and kick at them or I strike at them or I try to bite them, they leave me alone. That, you know, in those instances, we're like, yeah, we're going to send that horse to long-term holding and just let them live out their days out on a pasture. And those are, you know, you get, there's been a lot of people that have turned good horses that have good minds aggressive just by letting that horse push them around. And because yeah. they, they're afraid of being the boss, they're afraid of telling that horse, no, you're not allowed to pin your ears and come at me. You know, um, this kind of I'm going off on a tangent here, but I think it makes sense. Um, have you guys seen all these? Uh, so I, I guess before we we get going, uh, Bob, when you when when were you born? Nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. I was eighty five. Tuffy, how about you? Eighty nine. Uh, Sarah, how about you? I know it's not polite to ask a lady, but this is for I, for, for data research. All right, ninety four. All right, so anyway, you guys are like solidly in the millennial group, and I'm like on the edge of Generation X into millennial. But I'm sure you guys have seen the 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 memes here lately about how hard Generation X was and. You know they, and don't get me wrong. I've got older older siblings that were solidly in the Generation X, and it was a different time even then for me. But if you look at their kids, they are the nonviolent equestrians of yeah. the world. Like it's all it's all kids that were raised by Generation X, which was supposed to be like the tough guys. Yeah you know, of, of like the younger generation. They're like, eh, maybe they were, but God, their kids are fucking terrible. (laughs) You know, like they, they were afraid to, you know, to, to cheek around their kid. They, they, they were afraid to lay that bitch down and, and put a tarp on them. You know, like they, they were afraid to make that kid go dig a hole just to dig a hole. It's the participation (laughs) of the generation. Yeah, and so like they're they're not even it's not even that they were soft, but they were just soft on their kids. Like I've I've seen, like I said, you know, like the generation uh kids were were pretty goddamn tough. They had they had to run through some stuff, but their their kids are soft as fuck. Yeah. And and like that's kind of it's it's I think it follows with the horses too. No boundaries. Yeah. Well, and like they don't they just don't realize or like they don't their kids don't appreciate what a horse is and same way with cows like it's that that's what the the whole fucking animal rights movement you're like i i love animals you're like 
if I didn't love animals, I wouldn't cowboy for a living. You know, right, I, I'd, yeah. fuck, I'd, I'd go sit in a cubicle, but I love dealing with horses and cattle. And I mean, you look at it right now, right? If you didn't love cattle, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. I mean, I'm calving right now. Mm-hmm. Um, midnight, three in the morning. Even if I don't want to, I'm getting up and going out and checking on the cows. Probably nothing's happening because of my feeding program, but mm-hmm. um, I'm still going out there anyways. If I didn't love them, they'd be on their own all night. I'd just deal with the dead calf in the morning. Right. Well, I mean, I I put the same Holstein heifer up three times today. Three fucking times. And, and this was after leaving her in the alley off of water overnight. And she still... And it's like, you know what? Fuck it. You got out. Whatever. Like, like I, I don't know. I just like Enjoy your freedom. <laughs> I, I, I don't even I'm not even mad anymore. It just it's just a thing. And she's she doesn't make it hard for me. She she goes and stands by the gate, lets me swing it in, and then follows me up the alley as I go and open the pin gate for her. And you're like, man, eh, fuck it, whatever. I think it, it takes me an extra 10 minutes every day, but now at this point, I just I just budget that 10 minutes every day that I, got, I, I gotta go put that and I only gotta do it for a couple more weeks before she gets tall enough where she yeah. can't she can't crawl through those and it's like ah, I don't know it, it's almost like dealing with your kids just like right. is it is it worth it I don't know but I kind of like it you know yeah. I, I kind of <laughs> like it <laughs> there's somebody else's kid no <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> and and when you're talking to somebody from the city and you're just like, I'm, I don't know exactly how to explain it, but I, you know what? I fucking, I kind of like it, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it seems right. So I do it. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Um, I don't know how you get that across to people, but I think there's, I mean, there's, there's no doubt. There's plenty of kids from the city. I mean, the, some of the best cowboys that ever lived come from fucking like Brooklyn, New York. And it's, it's just something I, it doesn't, doesn't matter where you were, you were born or raised and how you brought up. It's just like, there's a certain mentality where you're like, same thing. Like you were saying, you're like, I, I want to shoot that fucking heifer, but I can't because it's my job to keep her alive. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So you just like, I don't know. You make a routine of it. Dude, that, that mentality that you're talking about, I find like with a lot of like cowboys and horse trainers that I know is the exact same mentality as a lot. Most of the Marines that I knew. Yeah. Like, it's, I, it's, it draws just a fucked up type of person that just, it's like, it's hard to like, you think about the days when you just, you get so fucking pissed about what you're doing and you yeah. just hate every cow or every horse that you see and like but you're just happy to do it again the next day oh man every time i see one of those PETA, like hate videos it's always it's always a dairy it's always a holstein and it's always some like little honduran dude and it's like fucking one i know what you mean i i get you he kicked the fuck out of that calf, but you knew he spent like three hours trying to get him to suck. And you're just like, yeah, I know. I, I've hit that point too, where you just like, I fuck you. 
fuck you. If you don't want to, if you don't want to eat this shit, fuck you. And no, like if you if you don't, I don't know. If you don't get it, you don't get it. There, there's yeah, only a well, certain. I was trying to get that cap sucked. Right? I had one in the head gate last night at four thirty in the morning. Would not suck. Would mm-hmm. try to suck, but wouldn't get the tip. But anytime you tried to help it, it would just bite you. Two yeah. hours of fighting with that cow. You know, you grab him, you throw him halfway across the maternity tent. Motherfucker, I'm tired. I want to mm-hmm. go to bed. You're going to die if you don't do this on, on your own. You think about leaving, and you go, well, fuck. Yep. Yeah, but it's, all, it's always that, well, fuck. You know, I, I'm in, Sarah, am I right? No, I agree. It's it you're, you're walking to, away, and then you just go, "Well, fuck." Yeah. <laughs> no, I've been there, and then I mean, think it from a woman's aspect. There's so many girls out there, especially young mm. coming out and stuff like that. There's so many women. Like, oh my god, I want a cowboy! Like, <laughs> no, unless you're. There's so many women out there, like I said, that say that they want a cowboy. It's like, unless you're prepared to realize that that cowboy is going to prioritize cattle to you, you're not ready for no cowboy. Because it's in those instances that you're going to be calling and wanting to come home, and they're not going to be coming home because that cat's not quite size. Yep. And also, he's pissed when you serve him dinner. But he's not pissed at you. It's just like, yeah. motherfucker, I've been trying to get this calf to suck for three goddamn hours and he died on me anyways. Exactly. Yeah, I exactly. finally got him to suck and then he, he just he just gave up on life. Yeah. And, the worst, though? Like, and it, it, you're not of- mad at your woman. You're just like, you're, you're, you're not even mad at that calf. You're just like, what the fuck? And yeah. it just, it puts you in a sour mood, you know? It just puts you in a sour yeah. mood. The worst, though, when we're talking about getting calves to suck is when you finally get a calf to suck and he's going, he's happy, mm-hmm. mom acts like she loves him, you're like, sweet, I got it. Kick him in the barn for a couple hours, you know, the rest of the night, tomorrow I'll turn him out. You go up to the house, you eat your dinner, you're feeling good about life. The next morning you walk down to the barn and the bitch has killed him. Like, yeah. Kind. Yep. I'll kill you. Yeah, and, but just, but then you can't kill him because then you're you're losing out on the on the cow and the calf. Yeah, <laughs> and so you're just like fuck, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna spit some Copenhagen in your eye, just to spite you. And is that right? No, probably not. But fuck him, you know. <laughs> but you know, we'll we'll also wait for you know something to go wrong, a twin to be born, Skinner. You know, you yep. get a dead twin or you get a dead calf and you got an orphan, a bottle calf, you'll skin that calf and try and put her back on that cow that killed her calf. Yep. Yeah. You'll yeah. get her there's, fucking locked in the head gate and you'll look at her and go, bitch, you will like this calf. There's yep. been days that uh, one story that I can think of is my husband and I, the last ranch that we were on, uh, there was a cow we had just had a calf that morning with mom. It was a twin. The mom wouldn't take the twin. And so we were planning on bottle feeding it. Well, that day, 
uh, we went out and gathered. We found a cow that um, she had. She didn't have the cow, but it was still in her. And so had to go out, pull the dead calf that stunk to high heaven. That I I will pop abscesses. Slipping hair. I will yeah. abscesses all day long. Does not bother me. I will take care of gangrene. I'll take care of everything. But there's very few smells in this world that get to me. But when there's a rock oh, yeah. cap inside of a cow, it's when you gotta get that uh that saw and bring them out piece by piece, that's yeah. the worst smell in the world. Yeah. And then my husband, yeah. he pulled that calf out, that dead calf. He skinned that dead calf, and the entire time I'm sitting there, <laughs> I couldn't handle it. It was there's not many not many smells in this world that bothered me, but that day I was like, I can't do this. And, yeah, and then he slapped you on the ass and said, "Hey, yeah. you want to go? Uh, you want to go try making kids?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He skinned that cap and grafted that skin onto that one bottle baby that we had, and we spent all day grafting that that cap yeah. onto that heifer. And I'm just like, man, like it's just when you say the cowboys and people. You know, this industry does not care about animals. If we didn't freaking care about animals, we wouldn't spend all day pulling a calf that was rotting inside of that cow, pulling it, skinning it, and spending all day grafting that, the bottle baby onto the the cow. But yeah, and then, and then get up and. Try it again tomorrow and, and yeah. hope that Kef lived through the night so you can yeah. try it again. Yeah. Yeah. It amazes me. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, and that's when Pedro loses his mind for the third night in a row that Kef doesn't suck and he just had it, you know, and that's, that's when PETA gets their video and you're just like, ha. Ah. Should he be fired? I like I don't even know if that guy should be fired. We're just like I don't know the story behind. Yeah, yeah. and, and it, it just mm, I don't know. Animals ain't people, and no. particularly big animals like that. They they ain't people. No, they're not. You, you 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 smack them across the face, and I mean it's it might as well be a mosquito bite. You slap a baby across the face. That's a different deal, you know. <laughs> I was kind of frowned upon. It, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I mean, it, it might, it might, trying to bite a two-year-old horse for trying to bite you and running at you. You know that's justifiable. Yeah. But a two-year-old child, you know, <laughs> might not want to slap Yeah. It, it might make him cross-eyed for life. You know. <laughs> Maybe that's what's wrong with me. My mom's laughing too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figure outside of like hurting their mouth or their eyes like there's not anything i can do to a horse well worse than another horse can do to them yeah and that's that's like the the yeah. whole soft hands thing and it's like ah soft hands come with a lot of feel yeah like yeah. soft soft hands don't mean shit like you can uh, sit there and put one ounce of pressure on your horse while it's at a dead run and wait until it stops yeah and that's going to take your four years for your horse to learn how to right. stop or 
you can put one ounce of pressure and they go, you know what, you son of a bitch, I'm going to put 20 pounds of pressure on your mouth right now. And you're going to say, oh, maybe I want to listen to that one ounce of pressure first. Yeah, well, and then also soft hands from, uh, you know, Jeffrey that, that just uh, graduated horse training school and uh, soft hands from Baba Vila is a whole different thing, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Like, but, well, and like that soft, like this, your hands can be as soft as your horse wants to be. Right. You know, just like Sarah was just saying, like you, like people with soft hands will dang sure jerk on one, you know? Yeah. But it's just, you know, they have good timing and they get them horses to where they don't want to get jerked on. No, and I, 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 I you know, and it's, it's a lot of times it's, a, it's more of a semantics, but like, like people's, and, and I'm sure it was like the old timer said soft hands because they knew what they meant. Yeah. Um, and, and then it became commercialized and then so that became, to mean that like you you can't you can't ever yank on your horse and like no, that's not at all true i made a post about like, that on my horsemanship page where i talked about you know the whole everybody always says light hands make the light horse and i'm like that's absolute bullshit no light a broke a broke horse means means you can use light hands yeah and I made a whole post about it saying the light hands makes a light horse was probably paraphrased from some trainer that knew what they're talking about and somebody took it and made it their own and tried to say something like and honestly how you get a light horse is making them want to be light and how you make them want to be light is being black and white. In my mind, the horse judges how how your response is, right? If he's being a dick, I'm going to treat you like that. Yeah. Yeah. But if, if you're I running off with me, yeah, if you're running off with me or you're doing whatever, well, I'm going to treat you like that. Yep. I'll take a hold of you till you stop and then I'll go back to being light. But I mean, if we're going to get in a knife fight, we're going to get into a knife fight. Yep. Well, it's the same way. Like, um, if I'm riding a, a colt and and he sells out at, at a gate, like I'm gonna I'm gonna jab him in the rib and try to get him back over. But if my good horse sells out at a gate, like we're in a fight because you know better than that. Yeah, you fucking know better than that. Right. I like I will like I. <laughs> I expect my good horses though when they know like, we've done it over and over and over and they know what to do and and they just they choose to be lazy. Well, yeah, they get a little do- extra dose of iron because they know better. Or they bang your knee into the goddamn gate. Mm, and the, that that that's still to date my my number one meme. <laughs> Always been my favorite. <laughs> that that one's got like 10 million views or some shit like that I, I don't even know how to track it anymore my favorite one of Sarah's was uh, it was Kevin from the office and it said like when you're working cows and nothing's going right and he's like I will quit if this is not fixed <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh I there there's there's a lot of like when 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 you when you nail uh, a horse or uh, any sort of livestock meme like when you nail yeah. it 
you fucking nail it. Like that, that oh, yeah. shit goes around. <laughs> and uh but the the bad thing is it never goes like super viral. It'll go viral in the ag community, but it never right. goes outside the ag community yeah. because they don't they don't get it. There's it's, one I mean and that's that's the yeah, whole that's thing one. is like they just they just don't <sighs> some of them will kind of understand but in, until you've dealt with livestock you like no there, there's some that just like it'll go super viral in the ag community but there's one that's the only that people I get posted it. a while ago that I actually saw resurface today and it said when you take a two year old colt to its first branding the clip from yeah the great still Christmas says out of the way I love insurance <laughs> I I love when 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 an old meme resurfaces like oh. I, I, there every now and then that it, it'll it'll happen and they're just like that that's how you know it was a good one yeah. <laughs> that, that's how there you know there was a meme I posted last year you know that picture of Kid Rock walking with his arms like <laughs> yeah and it says well, yep. your horse is pawing at the trailer and you've already yelled twice <laughs> I yep. knew it was a good meme because Clinton Anderson stole it and cropped my name out of the box oh yeah no I'm shit I'm like I no know shit. that's a good <laughs> meme but Clinton Anderson stole it and cropped my name out of it oh dude I I had people uh I was like, I had people I had no idea why, but like they went to bat for me and they're like, You're stealing this meme. And uh and then I had a guy like the guy that they were coming at, he he messaged me. He's like, Hey, I don't want any trouble. I just thought your meme was funny. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. Um I already got my watermark on it, so I don't care. You share it all you want. And he's like, that's kind of what I thought too. And I was like, ah. I don't know, man. We're good. We're good. I don't care. <laughs> it's it's weird. What? But I don't know. There's uh people are becoming territorial about memes these days. I know. I've uh like I've had drinking bros share a couple of memes, and I've had uh like I've had an MMA like a like fairly well known MMA fighter share my memes, and uh, uh Travis Brown. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and uh. Range magazine. Hey, well, uh, we'll, we'll get in that in the, in the after show. But like, yeah, I've had had a couple, and I've. It's weird. Like when you get big names, you're like, ah, I don't know, man. I just I thought I thought it was funny. Yeah. I just <laughs> do what you want to. I don't know. I just yeah. thought it was funny. If it makes someone else laugh, that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there there's been a couple times where they they were talking about money, and I was like, um. But then it always comes with strings attached, and I was like, I don't know, man. Just share it. I don't care. <laughs> just fucking share it. Where um, Tuffy puking? He, he's been gone a minute. His <laughs> Tuffy. I fucking love Canadians. <laughs> Best accent on earth. <laughs> there he is. Up. <laughs> you making fun of me? 
Just a little bit. Nothing too That'll bad. Happen. <laughs> That'll happen. I like it's how it happens when you're it too. Go ahead, Sarah. I like how your automatic assumption was Duffy puking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's what happens when you run a crew and they're still working. You got to kind of answer questions. Oh, oh yeah, 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 for sure. I uh... yeah. and the question was, do you have beer in your truck? <laughs> oh, what kind of meat? What kind of meat are you in? Not just because I'm the goddamn boss, I got to have beer all the time, huh? Yeah. <laughs> But I figured it out. I got a cooler on the back of my truck, and there's always cold beer in there. I figured it out the past little while. I haven't had to buy beer. There you go. I just tell them if you want a beer out of the truck, every two weeks, 20 bucks with, you know, six guys working under you. They give you 20 bucks. You get to buy beer. You drink their beer. (laughs) And they think they're winning. (laughs) Bob. This guy told me the other week it's 200 and something dollars for uh, a roll of Copenhagen. It's went up now. Holy shit. As of last week, it's went up. A roll of Copenhagen up here now is 325. Jesus fuck. Holy shit. That's insane. How can you afford to use it? Um, Well, see, now the thing is, is we got six trucks that roll down to Nebraska, Kansas every week. Oh, there you go. Out of the feedlot. So, you know, get uh, eastbound down, <laughs> loaded up, and trucking. Yep. Man, every one strange. of them brings me back a roll. I had to laugh the one guy there the other day. He's he's our newest driver. He's, he's a young guy. He brings me my roll. I give him his money. And I was like, hey, Dad, next week, you know. Next your next run, I'll give you another. He goes, Wait, you want me to bring you back a roll every time I go down there? What kind of stupid fucking question is this? Yes. <laughs> yes. I live in a communist country. Yes. <laughs> yeah, every time. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's insane. Uh yeah, I mean we uh we made sure when when we went on spring break, so we went over into California and you fill up with fuel, you get everything you might need before you go over into California because it's like twice oh yeah the price over there. Like well, funny thing about like I just found out about this the other day. One of our drivers he went to Kansas and hauled the load. And it's an owner company, not the feedlot doesn't own all the trucks. It's mm-hmm. two guys that own the trucks. And he had a load booked out of California to Alberta with calves. These calves are going to a feedlot in Alberta for whatever reason. I don't know. But mm-hmm. he rolled into California and he pulled over at a scale. And the scale told him that his truck was too old to be in California and they denied him going and picking up the load. Already? Yeah. I, I yeah. thought that wasn't speed till 2024. They denied him his load. We had to send one of our drivers with a brand new truck to California to pick no this load up. No shit. Huh. Yeah. I, I think everyone's pretty much just 
fixing to say, all right, California, you do your, do whatever you want, then like have fun. Yeah. Oh man. It's, it's fucking stupid. Fucking I mean, they'll stupid. figure it out pretty quick. <laughs> all right. So food and shit. All right. So the, the stretch of highway I'm at, if you, if you uh, get fuel in Yerington, it's about, I haven't been in a while, but I'd say like 435, somewhere in there for, for regular. Uh, Topaz, which is right, like right on the line with, with California. Um, it's probably 535, and then, California is six dollars and up pretty much everywhere I've seen. It's, it's fucking stupid. Yeah. yeah. Um but, and so I really like Oregon, right? Depends on we, where uh, I mean Oregon is not that much different from California right now because when my husband and I were down in California not too long ago. Um, went to visit some family there really that wasn't that much of a price increase and we were in Orange County, California from well at least yeah. Eastern Oregon I can say but uh, Nevada is not much different I mean it's it's cheaper than California but it's still like I'll talk to my buddies in uh, Colorado or Kansas or Texas or something like that and yeah it's uh, it's expensive we were down in Galveston last week and it was two ninety eight a gallon oh, for diesel. <laughs> and I, then I slid here, a motherfucker's throat for two yeah. for two ninety five. We're paying three oh nine a gallon here. I'd do some sketchy shit for two dollars. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. I mean yeah. I, I'd do some rituals for that that type of price. Yeah. No, it's yeah. here in Eastern Oregon. I think for regular gas, it's four seventy nine. Oh yeah, and man. Yeah, regular is four thirty five. I think last I took, I checked here. Uh, the 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 store right down the road's five dollars a gallon, which means it's um, they're always way higher. But like the the next like actual gas station, um, is is yeah like four thirty five, four fifty somewhere in there. You know, I don't even know what diesel's worth up here right now. Well, you got loonies and toonies up there. I don't, I don't know how how that how that how that translates. Well, you know, I haven't been to the pumps in about. Well, last fall, I think, was the last time I actually went to the pumps and filled my truck up. Oh damn! Well. I kind of want to be Canadian now. Well, you just got to work for the right people, right? You yeah. got to take a hit and use your personal truck as a work truck, and uh, they take care of you. Yeah. There you go. Well, if you have the right outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these we should guys do another. For, they're pretty good. We should do another episode about uh, working for the right outfit because, like, that whole ride for the brand deal, that, that's, that was it's totally made up by the... That was made up by the ranchers. That that that's not a cowboy thing, guaranteed. Guaranteed, that ain't a cowboy thing. Yeah, I've worked for places where the work rig it broke down, and we had to haul it in with our personal rig. We had to use our personal truck for over a month 
and our personal truck was blowing tires and they're like, well, you got to pay for the tires and we're like, we're using it all your, for your work. Yeah. It just depends on the place. Oh man. I, there's one time where my, my personal rig was, uh, I forget what I needed. It wasn't something super serious, but it was, uh, like, like I didn't have to replace the motor or anything like that, but it was, uh, it was like a $300 part, but I like it, it broke down while I was working for them. And I just, I left it in the middle of the fucking feed alley until they fixed it. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I, it's my pickup, but I, I did it on your time, motherfuckers. Yeah. And, uh, it took a while, but like, I don't know, you gotta, you gotta plant your flag. Otherwise yeah. they, they take it, take advantage of you. Yeah. Well, that's the nice part about where I'm working now. You know, I work for some good outfits, um, but for a farmer, feedlot, you know, they're doing some grain farming. Um, you know, this has been one of the best outfits that'll take care of a guy I've ever worked for. Hands Hell yeah. Down. Hell yeah. I mean, That's- they want you to stay around. I wasn't, I wasn't even using my personal truck. At a, as a work truck at the time, um, you know, I just blended it. I just said, well, hell, I'll hook onto the trailer and go. Whatever, yep. put fuel in my tank, no big deal. And I took the motor out of my truck. Um, turns out when the motor went, and I have a thing of doing it that way. When something breaks a mine, it's not just small. Like, I catastrophically <laughs> blow the fuck out of it. That that's a cowboy special right there. Yeah. <laughs> when something goes wrong, it goes catastrophically wrong. Yeah. Uh so all said and done 13 grand later, um, my truck's back on the road and uh the boss is like, Well, whatever, you need a you need a vehicle to get from point A to point B, so whatever. He goes, Thirteen grand is nothing to us. Whatever, we'll just fix it. Hell yeah. There's and all you awesome. told me is if I tell you to hook on the trailer and go somewhere, you go. You bet. There you go. And, uh, yeah. Like I said, one of the places that my husband and I worked, like like I said, we used our personal truck and you know, we're up in some rough country hauling, you know, hauling horses, going to gather cattle and stuff like that and if we blew a tire they were like well it's your truck you gotta pay for it it's like Mm. well your work truck broke down so we're using ours you know otherwise it wouldn't be driven right now and the tire wouldn't be popped they're like well sorry you gotta pay for it man and then there's more the places like Uh, my husband the place he's at right now my car broke down that i use to commute to Burns, which is over 130 miles round trip every day. And when that broke down and the engine blew in my car, they gave us like a thousand bucks for me towards my, for me to buy a new car so I can get back and forth to work. Even though I never used my car a day to go and do anything for them. You know, it just depends yeah. on the outfit that you work for. Like some people are really good and they're more than willing to help you out. And then other people are just like, well, sucks for you. It's your rig. Your name's on the title. Yep. Well, and 
that's when you uh that's when the community part comes in and that's one of the cool things about th- this podcast Tuffy's podcast uh Facebook in general like Facebook has really shrunk the the cowboy world and, and kind of everybody if they haven't met him in person they kind of know everybody yeah. just just at least from like one or two degrees off and um like it maybe that's a bad thing in some instances but for the most part i think it's awesome because yeah. you see you see a lot more uh like texas guys uh you know wrapping their horn in a, uh in a mule hide you see you see a lot more california guys wearing uh arizona bells and and, and bat wings and and you just see like every time somebody sends you a friend request, you you look, they have like fifty-seven friends in common. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know how many of that is from Burning Daylight podcasts or just from you know, just Facebook in general. And you're like, I but I, I love that shit. Yeah. I fucking love that. It's and, a, it's an awesome thing, but at the same time, you know, the wrong guys use it for the wrong deal too, though. Yeah, but the 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 great thing about freedom of speech is those guys get called out real fucking quick. Oh too. yeah. Oh, they do. Like I'm not saying they don't, but um. Yeah. No. That, no. You're right. There's there's people that'll use it for the wrong reason, and um, and some of them are real slick about it too. Like that's that's the bad thing, and some of them are real fucking slick about it. Like like guys make a living for a long time doing that stuff. Yeah. Like a shockingly long time. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, there, there was a saddle maker that, that got his, uh, his book booked out like two years in advance. And, and people paid and for it, that shit. Yeah. And, and it wasn't until like two years later when the people that, that were first on his books were like, Hey, I haven't got shit yet. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, I mean, and like, there. Even when it comes to like people who are scamming other people with horse sales or anything like yep. that, like they get called out pretty quick, real quick. I mean, real people quick. learn their name. It's. I mean, there's quite a few people on my list that I have their name burned in my memory. You know, if I see something they come that comes up on Facebook, and I do, there's people that I've called out on Facebook because I continuously see, like, oh, I bought gear from this person and they never sent it to me, and and I'll make a post about them, be like, or I'll comment on there and I'll say, hey, you know, this person's known, and here's a bunch of screenshots from all the people that they've scanned that they've made posts. I, there's been people that have messaged my husband because I'll block them and they'll be like, mm-hmm. you better get your wife in check before I do. <laughs> like, good luck. <laughs> Maybe your husband's got to be the most laid back guy ever. <laughs> he, honestly, to be married to me, that man is a saint. Uh, I, I, I need, me, me and Tuffy need to get him on the podcast here soon. Is, is he, is he game? Oh yeah, I mean, I'll all have right. to get a few drinks in him first, but he'll be game. Uh, all right, we'll we'll get him on the podcast soon. But uh, yeah, he, we we gotta we gotta know the backstory behind uh, the rare buckaroo. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, it's a solid stoic man in the background. <laughs> well, you gotta say that again so he can hear it. I said the solid stoic man in the background. He says he can't hear you. He's watching oh. TV right now. No, <laughs> he's he's game for doing podcasts, especially with other like-minded people and stuff like that. So that's awesome. That. We'll, we'll get well, him on. Nah, that rules you out for like-minded people. Yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Fuck off, guy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, where are we at? We're uh, we're at a. Uh, hour and something uh you guys got a little bit left in you i gotta go i gotta go uh use the restroom and then we'll, we'll do a little bonus episode if that works for y'all yeah yeah sure. all right cool well any um anybody got uh anything they want to promote um uh social media podcast whatever you got put it out there now and uh yeah well they already know who i am Oh, what? Who are you? Well, I'm a nobody from Manitoba that lives in the fucking cold. The damn. Con- All right. <laughs> well, where do they find your stuff, Tuffy? Facebook, Instagram. You can't see him from the road. Boom. Feedlot Bob, what do you got up? At Feedlot underscore Bob. Boom. Easy. <laughs> like it. Uh, how about you, Sarah? Uh, it's either under, I mean, my Facebook page. It's either under me, Sarah Jean Waddell. I have a horsemanship page, W's for horsemanship, or the rare buckaroo, which a lot of people already know that from TikTok. So, all right, cool. Well, go follow them, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. If you want to hear the rest of this conversation, head over to patreon.com slash burning daylight. And, um, yeah, other than that, keep your nose clean. Don't let your butt crack, and uh, move your ass for burning daylight. Where leave ones The custom flat hat. The reality I carry is a Jay Brown, but it's never been unwrapped. And the spurs I wear, they jingle, cause you know, the bells ain't been ripped off. I'm a product of the West and the worldwide internet. Hey, I'm a Get yeah, a clue who I was. Well, I'm polished, pressed, and perfume. Fly and fine. I'd be the best damn buckaroo if I wasn't so far behind.
talk real bad I run my mouth about girls half my age For acting like they care And I look down on the punchers As I sit in my ranchette I never made a hand But I've seen a few of them Hey, 